Welcome to Sunday Funday, where every episode, this husband and wife give you the scoop on a different ice cream flavor. I'm your King Cone, Marcelo Goldbrigger. And I'm your Ice Queen, Carolyn Crow. Today we'll be talking about Halo Top Red Velvet Ice Cream, and it was suggested on Instagram by at Amanda Hren. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thanks, Amanda. Appreciate it. And now on to the Ice Cream Social, where we dish about what's going on with us. Carolyn, what's happening with you? Well, as you know, I have signed on to be our nine-year-old's Cub Scout Den leader next year, sure. or or a co-leader, I should say. I'm I'm joining one of the other moms, and we're going to lead the Weebelows together. And Weebelow. I... <laughs> yeah, I've been singing a lot of Pat Benatar. Apparently, Weebelow is short for We Belong. Um, but yeah, I've I've been spending a lot of time looking at images of Shelley Long and Troop Beverly Hills because is it going to be a fashion moment? No, but I mean, I do hope. Well, to... you've already turned it into a fashion moment. I've seen you on the, the Scout <laughs> website trolling the trolling the merch. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to find some cute looks. It's just another outfit opportunity. In many ways, I'm very shallow. And those are the ways I am most like Miss Piggy, so I can't be too sorry for it. So, honey, um, honey, no, 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 you're not shallow. You're just vain. Totally different. <laughs> well, I'm excited to uh, bring my own flavor of vanity to the Weebelows next year. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. looking forward to that. Doing the trainings and uh, and getting geared up for bringing my whole vibe to the Cub Scouts. Yeah, and you know, we have a second son, and one might ask, am I going to be the den leader for the other one? I was, you know, I was this close, but You're another so dad close. just sw swooped in right, right mm. in front of me. I was like, ah, oh, all right, man, you got it. <laughs> I happily chuckled and went back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, sleep, your first love. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the den leader of my bed. <laughs> What about you? What's going on with you? So what's going on with me is I'm about to take our kids to their first comic book convention. Oh, little sweetie. so excited. <laughs> um, I went to a lot of comic book conventions, admittedly small ones. This was before the big superhero mm -hmm. boom, like just was throughout all of popular culture. Mm -hmm. um, and so I went to a, little, a bunch of small ones with my dad when I was a kid. So uh, I have very fond memories from my childhood there. And uh, we're going with my friends Carlos and Cyrus and Travis and their uh, some of their respective others. And and they're yeah, all just, listening now. Hi, guys. Yeah, every single one of them. Hi, guys. <laughs> Shout out. But uh, yeah, my dad would occasionally take uh, Carlos uh, with us to these comic book conventions. And it was Carlos's idea to go to this thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of a nice full circle moment. Yeah, that's really sweet. I know they're really excited. So... Uh, we don't just eat in this family. We also talk about nerd culture. We nerd? Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. worry. We also dork it out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over some ice cold facts about today's flavor. Carolyn, what do you got for us? I would love to tell you all about today's flavor, which is Halo Top Red Velvet. Oh boy. Amanda, thank you again for sending this in to us on Instagram. Y'all, you can send in your flavor suggestions on Instagram. Find us at Sunday Funday Podcast. You can also email us 
at sundayfundaypodcast at gmail.com. That's Sunday with an E and Funday with a Y. And why don't we get into these ice cold facts? How'd I do? What, now what am I supposed to do at the end of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> you did really good. I gotta say, that was a perfect impression. So it was founded in 2011 by a gentleman by the name of Justin Wolverton. Which Whoa, is almost person. Wolverine. <laughs> I, I thought that you might enjoy that name. So Justin was a corporate attorney in Los Angeles. And her man Justin needed to watch his blood sugar. So what are you going to do? You got to start making your own ice cream at home and you got to reduce the carbs and refined sugar. Fact. In this case, it means much of the sugar has been replaced with stevia, which many people know about as a plant-based sweetener and a sugar alcohol that I believe is pronounced erythritol. Erythritol. So after developing his recipe and getting it put together with a manufacturer, Halo Top launched in Los Angeles in June 2012. And by 2016, annual sales were growing at a rate of, get this, 2,500% per year. 2,500%. That's a, uh, that's a good one. That's a, <laughs> nice. that's a good one. Yeah. You like, you love to see 2,500%. Yeah. In, in July, 2017, Halo Top became the best selling ice cream pint at grocery stores in the U S surpassing in popularity, Ben and Jerry's and Haagen-Dazs, which previously held that distinction for years. So by September, coming, coming from my boys, Ben and Jerry, I don't know how I feel about that. Pretty wild, right? And Hagen does too. Like, come on, that's crazy. My, it's my motherland, yeah. So, by wait, are you saying Hagen does is your motherland? Yeah, the ice cream Hagen does. No, it's from it's a Danish ice cream, and my mom's from Denmark, isn't it? Oh, we'll save that for a Hagen does episode, <laughs> which is coming. It's coming. Ooh, delete, delete, right. delete, 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 delete. No spoilers. No spoilers. Okay. Uh, okay. Back to Halo Top. By September of 2017, it had grown to 50 employees and was sold throughout the United States, Australia, New Zealand, Mexico, Canada, Ireland, Germany, Finland, the Netherlands, and the United Kingdom. United States, Canada, Mexico. <laughs> also in 2017, Halo Top won a whole bunch of international food awards and was named one of the 25 best inventions of the year by Time Magazine invention invention okay. i mean yeah. that's okay. sure i guess it was invented yeah it was it was invented i mean in the way that any recipe can be invented but whatever so they market themselves as the first ever quote lifestyle ice cream that can be eaten daily without overwhelming a typical caloric intake diet that's what they say nutritionists don't really buy it so here's a quote from one nutritionist she said just because it's a slightly better choice does not mean that it is a good choice. Uh, 2017 proved to be the peak year of Halo Top sales. Their dollar value declined for each of the ensuing four years, a trend attributed in substantial part to competition from major brands as well as private label products, which made mm. similar lower calorie, lower sugar products. Yeah, that's inevitable. You People are going to see you, you're popular. They're going to make, you know, their own distinct brand and yeah. bite into it. Yeah. Additionally, during the first year of the COVID-19 pandemic, consumers began to shift away from lower calorie ice cream, I guess. 
people realized uh, we are all mortal. Let's just eat the ice cream. <laughs> so that's pretty much everything I have about Halo Top ice cream. But I want to speak pretty briefly about red velvet. So in the 19th century, back in olden times, yeah, around the turn of the century, devil's food cake became popular. Mm-hmm. It's possible. It's possible that red velvet cake evolved from devil's food cake. Let me devil's see. red. I mean, you know, it's right <laughs> the biggest difference between the two is devil's food cake is made with actual melted chocolate versus red velvet cake, which is made with cocoa powder. Traditionally, red velvet cake didn't contain any food coloring whatsoever. The red or crimson color came from the non-dutched cocoa powder. So, you know, we're not we're not going to go down to the road. What does dutching mean? Like it, it the cocoa powder had a red tint to it and that gave it correct. a red coloring yes. naturally. Yes. And and that's also a certain kind of cocoa powder that you need to include acidity with. Hence the inclusion of buttermilk or vinegar in with the cake batter. So those traditional old red velvet cakes were made with ermine frosting. I don't know if you've ever heard of ermine frosting. It's uh, I've heard of ermine as of last episode of Alone that we watched where there's an <laughs> ermine in a tent, which is a kind of weasel. <laughs> yeah, so so ermine was a popular fur, of course. Of course, as you well know. Of course. Um, but so this type of frosting is supposed to be luxurious, which is why it's mm. named after a, a fur. Uh, and it's also white, like the animal. Uh, it's made by making a roux. So you know what a roux is. You cook flour and butter. And then after you've prepared that roux, you beat butter into it to make a buttercream mm-hmm. frosting. So it's a very old fashioned frosting and it's not particularly yeah. sweet. Nowadays, I think I, I certainly uh, think of red velvet cake as having cream cheese frosting. I have often said For that sure. red velvet cake is a cream cheese frosting delivery system as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, it doesn't originally need have that on it, but it's come to in modern days right. be strictly associated with that kind of cream cheese frosting on top. There are plenty of bakeries that do get away with just putting regular vanilla buttercream on their red velvet cake, but I think that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Morally wrong. wrong. <laughs> I'm taking a stand. Um, so red velvet cake rose in popularity during the Great Depression after Adam's Extract, a food coloring and extract company, distributed the recipe on tear-off recipe cards at grocers. Not Mm. surprisingly, that recipe included the addition of a lot of food coloring. Indeed. Hence, the modern red velvet cake has a very striking red flavor, completely different from what you would get just by using a certain cocoa powder in your chocolate cake. I believe you mean red color, not red flavor. Yes. (laughs) As we all know, red flavor is cherry. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. Red velvet cake has also long been a traditional part of Juneteenth celebrations and... Hmm. Completely coincidentally, this episode is coming out on Juneteenth. So happy Juneteenth, all. Um, So Juneteenth celebrations traditionally incorporate many red foods. And so 
by including this cake in that celebration, red velvet cake is now considered by some to be a part of the soul food tradition of the American South. Interesting. So, that's really cool. Yeah. And that's everything you need to know about red velvet cake, I would say. And uh, it's time to talk about this ice cream. All right. Well, before we do that, let's go to a quick break and then we'll get into it. This episode of Sunday Funday is brought to you by me, your friendly neighborhood pastry chef. Guess what? I bake things for a living and I sell them at farmer's markets under the name Black Bunny Bakery. But I also teach baking classes to folks in my community and over Zoom. If you are interested in learning about baking classes or if you're wondering where I'm going to be at the next market, please follow Black Bunny Treats on Instagram. This is Carolyn, by the way. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We are back, and now it's time for the main event. This week we tasted Halo Top Red Velvet Ice Cream. Before we give our personal reviews, we always read the company's take on their product, or as we like to call it, the ice cream dream. Here at Halo Top, we believe that rules are meant to be frozen. That's why we think you can eat the whole pint. Or not. The world's most decadent dessert just got sweeter and stronger with a good source of protein per serving. Our red velvet light ice cream is filled with bite-sized brownie pieces, but only 350 calories per pint. So you'll never want this pint to come to an end. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> So how our review works is we each tried the ice cream and then independently scored it from one to five in taste, texture, creativity, and visual appeal. We'll each go over our personal scores, then average them together, and that'll give us our final score. So Marcello, kick it off. I'd love to. So, hmm. Yeah. It, it takes all, all stripes for all sorts, and everybody's got their own subjective flavors, and we do not want to yuck anybody's yum. Absolutely not. The, we have a firm no yucking anybody's yum in our household, for sure. So it's just coming from our personal perspectives. And my personal perspective is that, oh, I did not care for this. Um, I don't, I've never had much of the uh, taste for the kind of fake sugar, like stevia mm. and, and such replacement sugars. It always leaves a taste in the mouth and it's just, it's not for me. I, I mm -hmm. luckily I'm healthy enough. I can, you know, not worry about that kind of thing too much. I haven't had a necessity. To, right. To well, and certainly that's not, that's not a judgment on anybody. You're not saying, Ooh, I'm healthy. I don't need it. Like, yeah, no, I'm not that healthy. You know, no. I could be way more <laughs> no. healthy. I'm no. on an ice cream podcast. I could be doing better. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, so it's never been for me that, that, that taste. So unfortunately that's going to immediately lead into the taste category and don't care for it. I gave it a two for taste. Mm -hmm. I just, I, yeah. I, and, and really, um, again, the sugary, the fake sugar taste is mm -hmm. one thing, but like, I, I know what a red velvet tastes like. And obviously the cream cheese frosting is a big part of it, but mm -hmm. even then I know what the cake basically tastes like. This didn't taste like anything really. Mm. I mean, it, I, I couldn't even tell you what the flavor was of this. It mm -hmm. just, 
red velvet was not what came to mind when mm. I tasted this. Uh, red velvet, like you said, has a little bit of cocoa powder in it, and it's not a it's not a chocolate cake. It's not mm -hmm. chocolatey, but it would have some kind of aspect of chocolate in it. And I guess that's what the brownie bits were in there for, is to kind of imitate that cocoa flavor. But I didn't like the brownie bits either. Mm -hmm. um, the taste of those. And then I thought the taste of the two together did not seamlessly blend that it was not a good mm -hmm. combination of flavors there. Um, so gave it a two for taste. Texture also gave it a two. You know, it's a light mm -hmm. ice cream. It's not mm -hmm. going to have the same texture as a full fat, rich, you know, ice cream or a custard, you know, it just it's never going to live up to that. And that's, you try to keep that in mind. But even then, it's like, uh, no thanks. And even if it wasn't the the base itself that bothered me, like the brownie bites were so small. And like every time I ran into them, I was like, oh, what is this doing? Like, why are you in here? Oh, ah, I forgot about you. I don't I don't care that I found you. Just turned a corner and you were there. Just like, boo. It's like, ah. So yeah, t texture two. Creativity, also a two. Mm. It just, okay, you tried to do a red velvet. I, I might give you some more creativity if you succeeded on like yeah. any any measure of, of making it feel like a, a red velvet taste or or flavor or anything and just yeah i just it seems like it's such an e not easy thing to do but like it's got such clear mm -hmm. a clear look and a clear taste uh, you know and that just to not hit any of that like no nope eh, creativity too mm -hmm. um and for visual appeal i gave it a two as mm. well a red velvet cake has a again with the food coloring the way that it's been has a very distinct color to it. It mm -hmm. is a dark red for the mm -hmm. most part. It can it can vary obviously depending on how much you put into it, but it's got the white frosting and it's got a deep dark red color. That's such a clear again like you're saying Instagram level mm -hmm. appeal to it. And this was like strawberry pink. It, mm -hmm. it just and and it had the brownie bites in it, which were just like chocolate brownie bites, you mm -hmm. know. Um, mm -hmm. And so it looks nothing like a red velvet cake, again, on any measure. You could have put in enough food coloring to yeah. like fake it sort of thing. Um, so that's a two for everything. So I gave yeah. it a two. I wasn't sure how hard to dunk on this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if like this is what does it for you, great. And I just, I don't think personally from the, really from the, I tried to concentrate on the red velvet aspect mm -hmm. of it. I didn't find it successful as a red velvet light ice cream. Again, yeah. Leave it at that. How about you? I am definitely interested to try other flavors of this brand, especially because yeah. I know Maris, our, our dear friend that you'll hear about all the time, Maris Moki. Here's another shout out for you, Maris. Uh, she's a big fan of this brand. Friend so, of the you know, they they are for sure doing something right. But I agree. I don't think red velvet is one that they are doing right. I also gave it a two for taste. Mm -hmm. um, I really struggled and went back and forth between a one and a two. I, oh man, <laughs> I was so close to ones on a lot of these. So my thought process here was like you, the base really didn't offer much in the way of flavor besides sweet. And it, it tasted like a cake batter ice cream, basically. I think cake batter has become a, prop, a popular flavor. Um, I believe the flavor profile of cake batter flavoring is sugar, butter, vanilla, um, okay. which makes sense. Yeah. So I felt like the base sort of had that flavor going on. I mm -hmm. also felt like 
I don't know, the very first bite that I took, I felt like it it had like a floweriness to the flavor, mm. you know, when you eat raw cake batter and it like yeah. tastes like flour. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my first impression is like, oh, it like tastes like cake kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so that was interesting. Yeah. Definitely the more I ate it though, it quickly became clear to me that it had a very bitter aftertaste. Yes. Yeah. So I, I had to Google like, what are the aftertastes associated with these uh, alternative sugars? And yeah, that was, that's, that's really what my, that's, it was so clear to me. That's that taste is that artificial or, you know, yeah. alternative sugars. It, it had a really bitter aftertaste that was hard for me to move past, but I will say the flavor of those inclusions. So you said on, just going back to the copy, you said on the website that it calls them brownie bites, but on the side of the pint, it says that it's red velvet cake chunks. It does. It definitely says brownie pieces on the, the website. On the pint, I think it says cake chunks. I found that those inclusions did have a nice punch of chocolate flavor to them. So mm -hmm. it would make sense if they were brownie chunks. Um, if they were in fact red velvet cake chunks, that would be somewhat surprising to me, but they were they were nice and chocolatey and I didn't mind that flavor. I did, however, really mind the texture of those inclusions. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. I was, until I realized how much flavor those inclusions were bringing I was pretty actively avoiding them because the texture yeah. was so unpleasant, mm -hmm. just gummy and chewy and just really, really not cool, man. It wasn't cool. Yeah. So, so I gave texture a one. Oh, there you go. After a lot of back and forth. But um, yeah, in addition to those really bad textured inclusions, the base itself had some iciness to it it was mm -hmm. not silky smooth I mean I was actively avoiding the texture that had been yeah. added to it so that that's yeah. that's, that's a bad, that's bad. <laughs> I agree I it was a not pleasant surprise when I ran into them every yeah. time for creativity I gave it a two kind of for the same reason you did I thought you know you tried <laughs> um, <laughs> You did hey a guys, thing. You tried. Oh, that's nice. I'm not sure it was a good idea, but you did try. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like I said, I'm a person who sees red velvet cake as a cream cheese frosting delivery system. So the yeah. fact that there was no effort made to include a ribbon of cream cheese mousse or, yeah. or anything, um, just something bringing that a, a ribbon of white and we're getting a little bit individual appeal now but bringing a ribbon of white into things would give you that high contrast visual moment that you expect from red velvet cake mm -hmm. and um it just felt like they didn't even try they didn't even try guys <laughs> so creativity too and then visual appeal also a two mm -hmm. um you know you opened the pint and you you took the the foil off and i thought oh it's blackberry it yeah it was sort of like a 
dusty, purpley rose color, sort of like the color that I associate with a red velvet cake where somebody has chickened out on the amount of food coloring. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Or you just, you ran out of food coloring. It's like, well, I use this entire tiny bottle and this is the best I can do. I have baked red velvet cakes that look like that before and it's embarrassing. So, (laughs) um, you know, if you're going to do it, do it. I don't know. Like if you had taken the foil off the top and it had been like bright red, would that have been better? no i mean it, this is worse i mean <laughs> you know it just it looks like nothing it doesn't it doesn't look like vel- red velvet it doesn't period. look like red velvet and then those inclusions which i thought i read on the side of the pint were supposed to be red velvet cake inclusions you're saying that maybe they're supposed to be brownie bites they were brown so you know there wasn't much in the way of contrast they just looked like gummy little chunks of blech so with my scores combined, two, one, two, two, uh, I've got a 1.7 for my score. And when we combine our two scores, we end up with a 1.85. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Oh, it's my... our lowest score to date. <laughs> I feel so bad. Amanda, <laughs> Amanda, we appreciate you so much. Amanda, Amanda you're a five in our heart. Absolutely. On taste, texture, creativity, and visual <laughs> appeal. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> that gets weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our next segment is called the Wheel of Toppings. Spin that wheel. Spin that wheel. All right, what topping are we gonna get today? We got mini marshmallows. Okay, well, we're getting some white in here. We are, we're adding some white. We're bringing a little white to the party. Um, that's that's maybe all we're bringing to the party though, a little color contrast. I don't know, the base was so sweet. I don't know yeah. if we can really add more sweetness in good conscience. In good, uh, yeah. <laughs> we just can't go there. What do you think? Yeah, I don't sure. I get it's so neutral and already so sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, throw them on. What what difference is it gonna make? Kind of. Um, maybe it'll. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, sure. <laughs> it'll be nice and soft and squishy. Maybe if you get a nice, soft, squishy mini marshmallow in the same bite with one of those offensively gummy but enjoyably chocolatey uh, inclusions, maybe that would bring that to the next level yeah i'm thinking of it merely as a mitigating factor how do we mitigate some of the things we didn't prefer so much over here you know we didn't like the alternate sugar so let's put in pure sugar (laughs) to just even that out a little bit all right well we were a little bit more uh devil's food cake than red velvet cake today but (laughs) thanks for listening everybody and before we reveal next episode's flavor how about you hit that subscribe button and leave us a review it just helps so much if you guys go out there and review it and we really really appreciate it yes we appreciate we we if i may say we appreciate all of you so much we love you and we want to hear what you think about the show so please do tell everybody you know and leave us that review so that we can love you even more (laughs) (laughs) 
all we want to do is love you, you all guys. We want is to love all we you. want. As much as we love ice cream. I mean, the podcast has already grown so much since we started just a couple of months ago. It's it's yeah, worldwide. Two thousand five hundred percent, right? I mean, wait, that's <laughs> yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, no, not quite. But uh, we've got listeners all over the world. I heard from a listener in the Philippines, which was fun. And uh, yeah, just keep telling folks and and please do write us a review so that even more people can find us. And as you saw from today, we will definitely take your suggestions in mind. So we'd also love to hear your suggestions for what flavor to try next. You can DM us on Instagram at Sunday Funday Podcast or email us at sundayfundaypodcast at gmail.com. That's Sunday with an E and Funday with a Y. Why don't we go ahead and reveal next episode's flavor? Next episode, we'll be tasting Talenti Sea Salt Caramel Gelato, and we will be joined by another special guest. I'm very excited. Guests. Yay, we love having guests. Yeah, go Thank ahead you. and send us send us your requests for guests, too. Or better yet, just like go ahead and at them on Instagram and tell them to come on our podcast. Dear Paul F. Tompkins, here's this podcast that we think you'll love. Hashtag ice cream guest request. (laughs) All right. Well, that'll put the cherry on top for today. As ever, I'm Marcelo. And I'm Carolyn. Reminding you to always live life a la mode. Bye. Bye.